This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I think the place to start for me, well, we were talking before we came on air that it was at times a bit closer than we than perhaps the final scoreline suggests. And I guess that little se- uh, the sequence of being 13 nil up, uh, down, sorry, but driving, and then on second and six, you call your running back throw, uh, <laughs> and you, you, th- you throw a pick, um, and then... I think was it on the the next um, series you forced them to punt and and then Tyler Lockett fumbles after mm-hmm. being bashed into, which gives them the yeah. ball on the twenty two yard line. I mean, then you're twenty nil down, and that's just a backbreaker. But it, I mean, how did you guys assess that whole? Yeah, that was a fourteen point swing technically, seven yeah. for each side. I mean, that's that's kind of the game right there, right? Because like. You score there, it's 13-7, to you force the punt, you have a chance to go up by one heading into halftime. Instead, you're down 20 nothing at the halftime. I just, you know, uh, to me, that that was really the, the, the crucial point in this game. Um, you know, and there was, of course, some other missed opportunities, and like we have listed here on the screen, three turnovers, 10 penalties, over 100 yards and penalties. Like, you know, that, you're going to lose games doing that. You're going to lose games when, when that happens. So, uh, Mama said there would be days like this. And that's <laughs> it. You move on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this feels like um, it feels like the Vikings game from last year. Mm. Um, although, I mean, I feel like there are a little, a couple more silver linings out of this game than the Vikings game. Um, but... What are the silver linings? Silver. Well, let me just say, like, yeah, this game sucked. Like, I'm not. It sucked. I did not like it very much. Uh, silver linings are that I the defense showed signs of life in the second half. I think they played more up to their talent level. So, I don't think they're going to have a first half like that where they're that kind of what's the word like frenzied. Like when the play breaks down, it's like everyone just kind of like fell apart. It was really yeah, Pete, odd. Pete Carroll mentioned how they they needed to swarm better. Like the the pursuit angles when the play broke down, as you said, Griffin was way out of whack. It was, yeah. and I, I guess when you're defending, the um, particularly the the way the Niners attack, and especially when Trey Lance was in the game, there is an element of you really have to sell out to one element if you're defending like the wide sweep to Debo. Then you really have to get out there, and if you're defending Lance, you really have to stay in the middle. So it is. Uh, more laterally stretching than some offenses, but at the same time, the pursuit angles were bad. Um, yeah, and then so like the the run defense was really concerning um, structurally. Oh, I mean one, one like we talked about the the tackling and stuff. If if they did kind of win their blocks, but then 
the interior or the really the interior too, because they were playing so much four down nickel. I mean, they were getting moved around a lot. Even Woods at times, Puna was getting comboed. Um, it's just the front doesn't benefit Puna, especially in balanced situations, because he just doesn't have the raw mass to handle a lot of those combos. Um, and then the other problem is that if they were gapped out, um, or at least single high, you Puna is helped because that guard isn't going to stay on him as long because then the second level fitter is gap charging is, 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 you know, charging their gap, getting that guard or tackle to come off of the tackle, the defensive tackle quicker when you're in too high, even if you have like single gap principles, cause you're in, including the quarter safety and the fit or at times like cloud cloud force. Right. Um, the linebackers still kind of have to slow play it. They have to play more lateral with different techniques. So I just don't think that benefits forward. Yeah. P- Puna um, has to, Puna has to play uh, slow play it more and play heavier as well to your point. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's an interesting one. And I, I do think that we actually saw them move to more on defense and we'll have the tape review podcast out Friday, but we did see them move to more middle field close stuff as a kind of consequence of that because they were getting worked. I thought it was interesting that they played man coverage. Not interesting. It was a good sign. I thought that they play man, man coverage on third down and they actually look pretty good minus the, the penalties. I mean, some of those, some of those are just not even like letter of the, like letter of the law, like callable. I just thought there's no way you can call some of those. Some of them were, you know, letter of the law, like, you know, like, okay, I get it. But then I thought the ball was overthrown on a couple of them. So it's like spirit of the rule. Like, why are we calling some of them? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you give up a hundred yards and penalties, you know, it's, uh, it's not, it's not going to help you. So, but the one, the, the, the one, I thought the defense should have kept them under 20, the special teams fumble, which led that led to a touchdown, right? Or was yeah. it the, Okay. Was the, yeah, that was touch on. Because even um, cause Griff, mean, it, even with like the penalties, and I think two of them led to third down conversions, right? Yeah. Even with that, the Niners went six for fifteen on third down, which is only forty percent efficiency. So Seattle's defense, and and then rushing wise, the 49ers absolutely gassed Seattle. They had right. um one hundred eighty nine yards net rushing, but a lot of that was in the in the kind of first kind of half and and um tyler you're shaking your tie sorry no 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 i I wasn't shaking my head in in disagreement i was just shaking my head because that's awful like you can't give right that that amount of my my numbers are correct that's good yeah Um, and then a little bit of that is is you know of course skewed by the big run by by diva what was that like 54 yards where the pursuit angles were a thing but kronje Diggs described it as needing to man up and he said basically they manned up they stopped the run game and then the the defense kind of just broke at the end but uh, why the defense broke Griffin is um, the uh, anemic offense, really, which like the, the defense was by no means perfect. Special teams also, I think, got worked like even on like kickoff returns, like they're yeah. bringing it out and getting to the 15. Like they the special teams, Brian Schneider had a little revenge game going on here. But um, oh, really, yeah, the too. offense is the, the major uh, party at fault and they were scoreless through six quarters. Gino Smith had an interception. So Griffin, is it time? <laughs> is it time, Griffin, for a quarterback change? 
Uh, well, so Gino did not have a good game, but I'm not sure he made a bunch of bad decisions. If, if, if I'm not sure he was like beyond that interception where he was pressured, like he couldn't step in the throw all the way, which a lot of quarterbacks can't step into the throw all their way and could still make an accurate throw, right? Because they have the arm talent. Gino is such a mechanical quarterback. He needs his whole body for the throw. Um, that's the throw he's made in his career, you know, even at his worst. So, like, I'm not like, I still think he should go for those propositions as moving forward. Um, but I, I think it was Gino wasn't his best. But okay, well, well I was going to finish the thought. If at his worst, he goes 24 for 30 at 6.6 yards per attempt, that is not good, but that's not horrifically awful either. So, I mean, it's bad. It's bad, but it's not the worst thing we've ever seen. This isn't a breakdown game. This was him kind of playing with the same process. Um, I think he was good in the pocket. He only had two sacks. One of them came on third and 12, and I believe it was a covered sack. Um, I don't, I, I'm blanking on what the other sack was. Um, so he's not going to overcome the offensive line being outmatched, which I was, I wanted the offensive line to put up a better fight than that. Uh, and then I also didn't like some of the play calling. And then on top of that, yeah, Gino was not, he was, he was not good enough to overcome any of that. Um, I really didn't like the play calling though at times. Um, but so <clears throat> in the past, Seattle has, either matched or outplayed San Francisco at, yep. you know, kind of everywhere, or at least yep. they're really even. And this is the first time they've played San Francisco in a long time where it just felt like they got outplayed everywhere. Every know? facet. Yeah. Uh, which is what makes this kind of a miserable occasion. There's a lot to unpack with what you've just said about the offense. Um, it doesn't sound like you're ready for Drew Locke. So uh, to be clear, I'm not either. And I don't actually think, Drew Locke does any different in that game. I don't think um, he pushes the ball downfield more. Like, it is a bit weird how seemingly either like the 49ers are in middle field close stuff. And even if the cornerback's off, surely it's worth trying to throw deep to Metcalf or lock it down the sideline. But also, if it, if they're not in that, if they're in middle field open and they're doubling guys, like Geno Smith uh, said in, the, in his press conference, then... Where on earth is the run game? Like, what's going on there? But but before that, Ty, how did you view Gino's pick? You know, he couldn't really follow through. I think Blythe got pushed back into him. It was either Blythe yeah. or, or Jackson yeah, got pushed back into him. So he couldn't he couldn't follow through fully. Uh, so I think that kind of um, diverted the path of the ball there a little bit. Um, I think there was a chance for a completion there. It's just a tight window, though. You know, you got to be got to be perfect with the placement there and just you know he, he couldn't really fully step into it there so um the other one the 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 one that uh, the the pass interference got called on i'm not i, I don't really poo poo that decision uh by gino there uh, as much as, as some people were um it's third and 17 he threw it around the 49ers 40 i think and let's be real about it. The way the 49ers were moving the ball there, mm. they were probably going to get there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I, I wasn't huge uh, against that decision. Um, you know, I just, like you guys said, just looking at Gino overall, um, I didn't, I didn't think he was awful. And I think that like anyone that's calling for a quarterback change or if the Seahawks were to entertain that idea, I think that's just a little too knee jerky for me. Um, 
because you know again you you put the Gino, uh, you put the ball in Gino's hands down there by the goal line you know how different does this game look right how different does this game look for Gino how different does this game look as a whole because you know I think that if you get to to halftime and it's like 13 seven or 13 and they got the ball at half. Like yeah and then you know they probably don't abandon the run as much there like they they you know they approach things a little more balanced in the second half. I mean, I, I think really, you know, you get to that moment and that just derailed things where too much fell on Gino's shoulders and uh, and they just, they had to basically become one dimensional for the rest of that second half to just claw their way back into that game. And against that defense, I mean, you're just, you're not going to find a ton of success doing that. So, um, you know, I, again, just kind of going back to that whole decision, like while it was, kind of funny to watch in the moment i think that I ended up losing them that whole game because just you the whole makeup of that game changes significantly if they're able to get into the end zone there 